and welcome back to our watch-along series here at We Read It One Night, the podcast where two sisters dive into all things romance. This week, we're chatting about episode two of Bridgerton season one, and boy, is this one a doozy. Rachel reveals that she would probably hate our heroine Daphne if she met her in real life. Allison has an epiphany, and we uncover a redeeming quality of the Church of England. Remember to leave us a rating and review, check out our brand new Etsy store, and tune in for the rest of the series. Enjoy the show. So, Rachel, um, so listener, this is something that um, we think it's important to know, for everyone to know. In the same vein of when we did Isn't It Romantic and we were like, we should memorize our license plate number because obviously, like, in case you get kidnapped. Mm. So this is, like, similar vein except, like, kind of the inverse. So, um, Rachel, you have to – listener, I want you to answer – like, I'm going to ask a question and you you need to answer it in, like, a second. Okay? You need to immediately and, like, listener, like, DM us or, like, put it in the review for this episode, like – what your answer is no cheating mm. like first thing that comes to mind mm. ready what's your fake name rosalie bennett <laughs> i told you <laughs> but i say that because i've used it before listen because remember we were i forget why rosalie but like for some reason we were coming up with names that started with an r like our same initials remember oh when we were going to mm. change our last name to be three words <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway i asked this question of allison and my mom and Allison's answer was Barbara Manatee, which is excellent. <laughs> and then we asked our brother, whose name is Stefan with an F, like S T E F A N. And he was like, Stefan with a PH. <laughs> and then our smart. last Listen, name also, smart, has also has an, an F, F in, in it. it. Yeah, yeah. And he was like that with a PH. <laughs> yeah. So, listener, like, write in, email us, DM us. I want to know what your fake names are. If you're ever on the run, it's really difficult to come up with it on the spot, like all those details. So you should have like something ready, an alias ready to go. No, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So now today we're talking about season one, episode two, Bridgerton. We begin with a very traumatic birth scene. Yeah, we're going to get Simon's background. Which we see a perfect, a perfect textbook illustration of how one horny French king fucked up maternal and infant mortality rates for centuries mm. by having women lie on their backs to give birth. Listener, if you didn't know, that is the worst position to be in if you're giving yeah. birth. The worst position because it like it like you know how when you poop like we have the squatty potty so that like it like releases your tube whatever you're like poop tube it's the same thing for giving birth when you're on your back like it's not it like scrunches it so it's harder for the baby to come out and also gravity is your friend gravity pulls the baby out why would you lay on your back where gravity can't help and it's all because some horny french king had a weird birthing kink and liked to watch so yeah and like a sensibly you don't even really need to push like that's what really gets me you don't like need to your push. body just does contraction like the same way that you like if you're not oh. like, yeah, no, it's it's wild. You don't like, need, yeah, the fact that they're always like push, yeah. push, like in this scene, they're just like one push after another, and I'm like, no, mm, I like, just scary. have her squat. And they right. used to before this French king, and like, and it's really yeah. interesting because there's a 
Oh, I think it's in like The White Princess or something, which is like about uh, the first Tudor queen, like Queen Elizabeth um, of like Henry VII, whatever. Um, but she's giving birth and she is, she's like squatting. And I'm pretty sure they made, they used to have like stools that had like a little hole in the bottom so that the baby would just fall through the, so the mom could sit and the baby, like they would just catch the baby when they fell. And like, that's, that's yeah. how it should be. That that's how it so should be. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to lay on your back. No, it really does. But like, I guess what I – and I think I actually – my first concern with this was, like, can you still get an epidural? And I think you can, though, like, right? You can't fully lay down with an epidural. What do you mean? Because, like, it's in your back. We had you you have to sit up. Mm. And they have a little – Did they put, like, a hole in the table? No. They have, like, bar – a bar that you, like, hold on to, like, that comes up. You can't lay down when you have the epidural. Mm. Because – the needles there and it's there the whole time no, I mean that there. makes sense but for some reason I was like they should design tables that have like a hole in it or I guess you shouldn't be laying yeah. down anyway but unclear there if like a- the sitting up is better though because then you're still you're if anything you're putting like more pressure on your like lower half squatting it's squatting or, or squat- I know I know I know I'm just water saying like I'm, I, I know I'm saying like slightly sitting up I don't really think that's right. actually any better than right, right. fully laying down yeah honestly it's the day that I found out that epidurals are not just I would a water break be better because you can like squat and it takes off like the pressure from your joints. Like it allows you to, I don't know, whatever. I think like that's good though. Okay. Yeah. This is, I don't know enough about this. Are I do sure? know that epidurals are not Go just ahead. a shot. They're like yeah, in there the whole time. No, and the I day know. that I find that out was the day when I was like, guess I'm just never having an epidural ever. Oh, no. interesting. Oh no. I've like totally gotten used to it. There's no oh, way I'm no. not having it. Epi- but listen, I can barely, barely deal with an IV in my arm. No, Long I know, trip. me too. But like, I also don't want to like be the an extreme feeling pain. of it. No, I know, I know, it's awful. But also, like, yeah, no, I don't know. Listen, the, the thing is that you, you're not going to feel it. That's the whole point. <laughs> no, but you, you like, you would still feel it under your skin. You know, like it's right. only the Listen, lower half of your body. To my core, I am a painkiller bitch. So like, you're not going to convince me. <laughs> Like when people are like, oh, I just don't take ibuprofen when I have a headache. Like, listen, couldn't be me. <laughs> Could not be. I mean, yeah, like, why yeah. though? Listen. Well, that's – yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's silly. I think Something I just about- also maybe have a higher pain tolerance because sure. I've been exposed to more pain. Right. I – sure. But that doesn't mean – like, I don't know. I don't know. The The cons of an epidural outweigh the pros for me personally. Right. The problem is that I don't think that's true. And by the time you realize that I'm right, it's going to be too late <laughs> for you to do anything about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the <gasps> fundamental issue here. <laughs> the crux, as it were. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Right? Because, like, for some reason, isn't there, like, a point at which it's too late to do it? Oh, that's yeah, what we say in movies. Maybe that's not actually di- true. No, no, no. Once you're dilated too much, there's like a point mm. that they don't do it anymore. That's really bold. Also, listener, just just to roll back to the giving birth on your back thing, that also increases your likelihood of tearing. So, like, you know how like it's a thing no, exactly, that you can like because, get like, ripped all the way down from your vag to your butthole. Sometimes they do it on purpose. It's called an episiotomy. Yeah. You know what could help that not happen if you gave birth squatting instead of. There's like a lot of things that would be yeah. That would be improved by squatting instead of yeah, <laughs> or even like position. hands and knees. Like I think hands and knees is like oh, hands and pers- knees is also good. Um, I also realized in the scene. So like 
they show Simon's mom and obviously like she dies here. But mm. um, when she was like doing like a pained grimace, there was just something about her mouth <laughs> that reminded me of Daphne's mouth, like her teeth, like they looked mm. the same. And then I was like, so this whole series tries to convince us that Simon has daddy issues, but I think it's actually mommy issues. <laughs> That's why he falls for Daphne. That's why he falls for Daphne because she reminds him of his mom. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Well, he doesn't know what his mom looks like. I guess there's like that one picture. Yeah. I don't know. That's what you think. Maybe he has some sort of um, memory. I think it's really bold that they have Simon. They show Simon with a sex worker, with like a prostitute after he already met Daphne. Oh, yeah. Because I think we can all agree, like, that's fine if, like, they haven't met yet. But, like, once they meet, that's the hard cutoff. Listen, that's yeah. the cutoff. Or, like, they can show it and be like, oh, but I just, like, couldn't get it up. Like, yeah. That's the, I'm okay that's with the that. classic move like, is, like, the hero is like, oh, I don't – like, they're not I need fully. to forget about her. Then he comes yeah. there and he's like, I can't do it. I can't do right. it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they just boldly had him, like, waking up and, like, paying someone, like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. There is That's- one. There's a Lisa Claypas novel called Dreaming of You with one of her like best heroes, Derek Craven. And that book is like unusual. It's from the 90s. So like it's a, it's like not like a modern romance. And it's unusual because there's a big chunk in the middle in which the hero and the heroine are separated, which like you don't mm-hmm. see anymore. Like if it's more mm-hmm. than a few pages of them not together, like that's whatever. Mm-hmm. And during that, <laughs> the hero is like pining after her so much that he he like runs like a gambling club and he hire he gets one of his sex workers to like wear a blonde wig which is like mm. hair, like basically like dress up as the heroine yeah <laughs> because he wants to like and he like calls her by the heroine's name and like one of the other sex workers like comes to the heroine and she's like yeah it was like really weird and like you don't know whether he like actually like fucked the sex worker or not or like mm. whether he just like role played but like i was like that that i'm okay with cuz he's just being like a desperate Whoa. little boy. <laughs> yeah, but like still, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's just like – yeah, it's just like something. And that's like – I mean, I guess like the show – well, at least by the second season. But like even now, it's like not quite – it's really – I mean, it's not trying to be like just a romance really. Like that's not even like the only – Bridgerton? Yeah. Like it's you know it's like the ensemble cast and stuff and especially by the second season. Oh yeah, yeah. But the like second it's season interesting like which rules which rules yeah they like really are okay to bend and snap. <laughs> um, um, yeah, like having all the British and siblings on this on the page on the screen, mm-hmm. which. Poor but Francesca. I like the family. Like it's scenes. a meme at this point. It's a meme at this point. Like I know. Francesca, just like not. Oh, Francesca's off visiting an aunt. It really is. <laughs> Why isn't she there? There's no reason. Was it? Did we have like a the, like the actress had a reason, right? Like there was a reason. Season and two, the actress had her, a reason. Right? Yes, yeah. to like age her up. Season two, the actress had a reason because like because the filming was all wonky. Like she had to start filming mm-hmm. something else for Netflix, so like they had to write mm-hmm. her out. But season one, there's no for excuse. Netflix. There's no reason yeah. for the for Francesca to not they be just there. They just really said like they were Francesca. just like, oh bye. Has. And like there's even a scene later on in which Violet is like all of the family together again, and I'm like, you have another daughter. She's not here. <laughs> Listen, I like the family scenes though. Like when they have the like, yeah. Aloise is like how our babies made. Yeah, um, it was cute, but like also kind of 
like I don't know it's just like foreshadowing like Daphne not knowing anything like I don't know oh well yeah that's definitely how it is this episode yeah. was funny though like that like no, when, when Aloise yeah. comes in is like how to make a baby and then when Penelope's asking Marina like how did you get pregnant and like yeah like how do we make Marina's sure like us. cake <laughs> and like yeah. Penelope like puts down her cake and is like mm. and then yeah. like <laughs> Um, when like Penelope at the end, like they're having a picnic, and Penelope is like, "Mama, may I go play with Eloise?" Yeah, I know <laughs> that like, was you so... don't play. And she's like, "May I go promenade with?" Eloise? I know it was so. Sad. But it's so like she's seventeen. The character, yeah, no, I know, which is funny because both the actresses for Eloise and and Penelope are like thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it really is. But like somehow you still believe it for both of them. Like absolutely, oh, absolutely. they are absolutely. children. And, like, so this whole – yeah. So, like, this whole time, I guess, like, I don't know what to talk about. Like, so, like, when they're doing the flashbacks for Nigel, this is they, – they introduce the weird, like – for Simon. Simon. Yeah, Simon. Sorry. The weird, like, the monarchy granted us this land and they could take it back. Like, yeah. the weird, like, unnecessary backstory of, like, why there's black people, like, for no reason. Like, listen. It just <sighs> – it's just yeah. so – I mean, we're not the first people to bring this up. We won't be the, like, no. this is, like, a big discussion point, especially for season one. But, like, immediately we were, like, what the fuck? Like, why? Yeah. Like, it feels – it feels – it's, like, yeah. The sh- the sh- the, basically, the show needs to make up its mind. Like, is this a fantasy version of Regency England? Which I'm pretty sure they – it has been called that by, like, creators of the show, that it's supposed to be, like, a fantasy ver- a fantasy world. That's why it's not historically accurate, all of that. Is this a fantasy world that's, like, a post-racial utopia – or is this a world in which there was racism until the king married a black woman and then suddenly there's no racism anymore? And like the 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 dad in the flashbacks is like, we have to be exceptional or they can take yeah. away our dukedom. And I'm like, that's yeah. not how that works, sir. No. That's not how that works. <laughs> you no. got to like commit treason for them to take it away. Like you can't, right. my dude. Right. No, the whole point really... is that you don't have to be exceptional and you still no. get to keep it. Yeah. And it's not the same, but like it has the same feel of like just shoehorning in, like the same as like Eloise being like, like Eloise's feminism. Yeah. Like it's just very like, why this is not. It's like you didn't think this needed. through. No, it's like you're not just, you're through. trying to be, not to use the word woke, but, but like, like, yeah. It, like it, it's this just, is like you're trying to be woke. You're trying to tell and not show for some reason. Yeah. And like not. You're trying to like, there's no reason, like, unless you're, like, actually going to deconstruct race, like, don't, no, why are you so bring, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. wh- what is it? And then in season two, like, season two, like, I feel like they don't really do the racial aspect at all. I think they learned. But it's, mm-hmm. like, interesting because it's, like, okay, you addressed, like, black people being members of the aristocracy, but, like, we're not going to address, like, Britain and India and, like, mm-hmm. that whole shebang. Like, we're not going to talk about that, mm-hmm. even though, like, our heroine literally lived in India almost her entire, like, <laughs> we're just okay fine it's like yeah it just needs to make up its mind about like what it wants to do yeah um and then okay so this whole time so like Daphne punches Nigel in the last episode like Nigel's an asshole and the whole time I'm like why don't they just tell Nigel what why don't they just tell Anthony what Nigel is Anthony's like still really pushing Nigel at this point and like I guess like we had an answer to that it's like because Anthony can't be cool and like Daphne somehow foresees like the problems this will cause, like which is not Also, Daphne's like, I don't think he'd necessarily believe me. Yeah, I guess so. But like, why not try? I think it, I mean, I think the only plausible reason is like because she foresees like because then Anthony won't be cool and it will cause Nigel to and like. He's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's not cool. It will cause Nigel to like, become <laughs> like 
you know, even more of an asshole, like even more desperate or whatever. And the Nigel thing is really the only thing like this whole season that I'm like, okay, Anthony was in the wrong here. The rest of the time I'm like, Anthony's right. <laughs> He's 100% mm-hmm. right. Sorry. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh no. I'm inside Anthony. It's just like, there's no oh. reason. And I get, I get that. It, listen, I get that it's bold of Violet because look, I guess like I actually forgot about this because we don't really find out about it until the next season. Like, the fact that Violet really did parentify Anthony, right? Like Anthony was forced into this, like by Violet, mm-hmm. not really like taking on that role. Yeah. But as we are right now, and I guess my brain just fully leaned into forgetting like the extra information I knew. But like Anthony is just like this little obnoxious boy who's like trying to like front as like the head of the family, but like he is like a child, and like there is very much like an actual parental figure who's like capable of at least this task. Well, yeah, I don't it's know. Like I view that as like very explicit. Like Anthony is parentified and he's like not good at it because he's still a child. Well, but we didn't know that like at this time. Like it doesn't seem – in this season, I mean, I, it's not I Anthony parentified. It's like Anthony trying to parentify himself. Like I don't know. I, I don't know because in this – or no, it was in the first episode when Violet is like, Anthony, like you – aren't being responsible blah 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 blah. like you suck like it's very like he is like looking at his dad's pocket watch he like looks up yeah. at his dad's portrait like that scene is very explicitly okay like anthony's that- trying to live up to their dead well, father yeah and badly but that doesn't mean that violet is trying to force him to the way that we find out in the second season like not forced but like you know basically put yeah. it on his shoulders without. i guess i just never forgot that because like that's also in the yeah. books that like anthony is parent like that's his whole character arc mm. so there was yeah. never a point when i was watching this show and i wasn't like is it is that really in the books that violet like reneges on her like being a parent not necessarily that so. Violet Renee, reneges, but it, it is it's in the the prologue i'm pretty sure where anthony is like his dad died and he had to become the man of the ha- – and he had to become well, the leader yeah, of the but family at 18. Sure. But, like, that's different than, like, saying to yourself, like, I, I'm the man of the – I have to be the leader of the family. The man of the house is different than, like, there's literally no parents. Like, you're forced by circumstance to, like, step into this role. I feel like it is, like, that – I don't know. Violet's, like, sad. And, like, he does mm, kind of have to, like – that's in the books, but – I don't know. Yeah. It's been a while. I don't know. There was never a point in which I was like <laughs> not sympathetic towards Anthony. Mm, interesting. No, I was like fully just like he's feral. Like, and I just the, where like feral Anthony like realizes Daphne thinks he's trash and like wouldn't and that he she thinks he wouldn't have believed her. Like that's yeah. listen. He at that point I'm like absolutely. Yeah. Even though the like and then Nigel Burbrook thing like even though I'd read the book like that was actually like I remember watching it and you were really surprised when I said this when we were first watching it. Where I was like actually like tense, <laughs> but I was like, "How are they going to resolve this?" <laughs> and oh, they resolved it in this episode. But I remember, no, no being I like, was what? also tense. No, I remember yeah. being tense. Yeah, I couldn't like figure out what they were going to do. No, and it's it's so interesting that they made Nigel like such a different character that he has in the book. Because in the book, he's like basically the cheese man that ends up with like Prudence <laughs> or Philippa, whichever one. Like that was supposed to be just like Nigel. I feel like, and instead they make him like totally a villain, like rapist, full on the whole shebang. Yeah, like not just like really a bumbling bad. dummy who, who Daphne doesn't want to kiss. Which I guess like yeah. ostensibly in the book, like he also does try to you know like force kiss her without her. yeah without her consent. But it's like I don't know. Again, the narrative gaslighting, it's, like, played off as much less, like, sinister somehow. He's yeah. just, like, yeah, bumbling. So maybe, like, maybe it really is the same as Book Nigel and just, like, 
the show just shows it like how it actually would be. I guess. I mean, he doesn't like he doesn't like explicitly like blackmail anyone. He's really he doesn't really appear. Like, like yeah, book. like do anything else besides get punched and then like end up yeah. with Philip or Prudence or whichever one. Yeah, so for like for a while there, it's like Violet's like, I guess you're gonna have to marry Daphne. I guess you're gonna have to marry Nigel. Like, listen, should be fine. Um, <laughs> before <laughs> this queen like comes to their rescue. And it's like be gossipy. And Violet's like, we're gonna do what women do best. Gossip. Yeah. And, and also, I was like, like well. <laughs> no, and also like use the servants. Yeah, like they they like have the servants do it. And I just like – I was just thinking about this from like – like I don't know. Like imagine you're the servant and like you basically trick – like you get like the Burr Brooks lady's maid to like spill the tea. Like wouldn't that be a stab in the back to the lady's maid? Like wouldn't she realize she Yeah, but you're played? loyal to your family. Yeah, but are you? Like really? You're a servant. You're really going to tell me that like your connections with the other people who are actually like your social There's equals no cl- aren't – class solidarity here yet, Rachel. That's like 20 years later down the line. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like socially, like you're still going to talk to – like imagine – Yeah. Not even from like a theoretical standpoint. I just mean like from an interpersonal standpoint, like you're really going to like stab your fellow – I don't know. Yeah. It's like to it further is, the boss's I mean, agenda. I think it is, it is a good plot line insofar as it's like, okay, it's really here's clever, like yeah. the unacknowledged power that women did have like – you know, the same way that like history doesn't acknowledge like all the like housework and like childcare mm. and like all of these things that like women were mostly doing that enabled all these men to like do these great mm-hmm. things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I did like that aspect, but it was also it was just once again, I was like, you you guys just didn't you just you didn't read this through enough. I was like, you need to like read just like a, a few more books on feminism and then come back to me. Because yeah. like you're really like uh cause, like what women do best. Like that's the title of the soundtrack song that plays. Oh, really? What women do best. <laughs> and I was like, <clears throat> anyway. Well, it's social function of gossip. I don't know. Like No, it's definitely important because that's the thing, is like it's a it's the conflict where it's like it's both like women are just such gossipers and also like mm-hmm. women have this like pa- this power that's like unacknowledged, this like yeah. social power. I'm not it's sure what you're criticizing, to be honest, because like these rich women just, are not doing shit when it comes to cleaning well, or anything. Like, oh yeah, I'm unclear. just criticizing in general. Just like I, I mean, we've been we said like the the conflict, the like. Yeah, I just don't know the, if this. The show's inability to like make up its mind, and I think it's also I, that also applies to like how Daphne's constantly like I will be ruined, and she always says it like that, and I hate it with all my soul. Oh, Daphne's just annoying. It's more and more annoying. I mean, neither no Daphne or Simon, Simon, I'm sorry, no, are good actors. I'm sorry. No. Like, I think Simon's a good stage actor. I've seen videos of him on stage, but he's not yeah, good on screen. He's just not a good screen that. actor. And I think yeah. Daphne is just not a good mm. actress in general. Um, that's why, like, season two, you were like, whoa! <laughs> like, Olivier Award-winning Jonathan Bailey! <laughs> like, oh. finally someone who could fucking act. Yeah, anyway. No, no, but she's like, yeah, she's like, oh, I'll be ruined. Like, this whole, I think the whole, like, I'm going to be ruined plot line, like, never actually felt that, like, pressing or suspenseful or, like, actually something that was, like, a conflict. Well, but I guess it's, like, at the end of the day, it's interesting because it doesn't really matter if, like, anything actually happened. Like, that's what's weird is that, like, Nigel could say that shit no matter what. What? Right. And that's Right. The show doesn't really address that. And I was thinking No one ever addresses that. And I, but I was thinking about that, like in real life, like why doesn't that happen more? (laughs) Like in history, I was, I was trying to, I was, I, I couldn't figure out. I was like, there had to have been some sort of social mechanism that prevented 
people from doing this, mm-hmm. from like just making something up. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I feel like that would have been far more. Yeah, pressing. I mean, it is like yeah. Yeah, and no, and the rumor that they spread about Nigel, like unclear if that would actually have been enough to like get him away from Daphne versus just like make him double down. It doesn't make any sense, but like I'm willing to suspend his belief because it is like, because like you said, like we were waiting to see like how they would fix this, and it is like a clever, like, and it wasn't. It's interesting that it wasn't the fact that he had an illegitimate child, it was the fact that he like didn't pay for them, which Mm -hmm. was actually now that I'm thinking about it, like thinking about historically, that was actually a thing of like. You if look, you were going to on. have an acknowledged like bastard, well, he and didn't he acknowledge didn't... it though. I mean, he then did. He How? Well, like he was like that. Like he didn't deny whatever. Maybe not acknowledge. Like if you were going to have a bastard that everyone knew was your bastard, mm-hmm. and you didn't provide for it, yeah, you that was like very shameful, particularly if you're someone like rich. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Wasn't the church wasn't the church like in on that? Because they were like, otherwise it's gonna be on us to like take care of them. Yeah. The church, the parish has to pay for it if, mm, the, listen, if the child support. Yeah. And I mean, listen, it's interesting. Say what you want about the Church of England, but the, they did get that one thing right. I feel like at least <laughs> at least we have that. <laughs> pay your child support. I just feel like there's <laughs> something still missing there. Yeah. But like Yeah, like at the bare minimum forcing men to pay get child support. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, listen. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so when, when Daphne's still like thinking that she has to marry Nigel Burbuck, <laughs> Violet comes in. I don't know. I can't really articulate why exactly I found this so funny. But she comes in and she's like, I've taught you that marriage is the best thing. Like, the marriage is the best life has to offer. And that's still true, even though you're married, Nigel. <laughs> Well, I know like, that's what I was saying. Like Violet just like Violet. leans, yeah. Violet really just leans in. I mean, like I guess what else is she gonna say? Like, yeah, no. But the fact that she just like accepts it and it takes it. But listen, the queen comes in clutch. Like it really takes the queen, like yeah. stepping in. Which the queen's I don't know like if I love gossip, lady. Yeah, Violet is like really not great in this whole. At least no. like up to this point in that. I mean, just this whole season really is not no, this whole season. Violet's Violet best is, light. Violet no. really actually like in a lot of like. Maybe just overall in the show, actually, now that I'm thinking – like, because we find out even more, like – Well, yeah, because she parentifies. We get the whole parentification of Anthony. Yeah, no, Violet, not great. She's portrayed as being this great mom. The show also is constantly like, you're a Bridgerton. Like, blah, blah, blah. You're – like, the Bridgertons are the most eminent family in right, the like town. And I wish we that. had gotten more of that. Like, I can accept that, like, the Bridgertons are just popular because everyone likes them. But just, like, the whole, like, you're a Bridgerton, like, and uh, it's, like, multiple times. It's, like, you can do this. You're a Bridgerton. And I'm just, like, I don't know what that means. I feel like I wanted more, like, family scenes. Yeah, it's so much, like, tell not showing, telling not showing. Yeah. I mean, also with the, um, oh, with the sibling relationship, we have that scene between, like, Eloise and Benedict when they're outside. smoking scene. And I I was literally, like, what is this scene if not – Gay a duel coming scene. out. I was like, what yeah. could be gayer than two siblings sitting out in the dark on swings, smoking illicit cigarettes and brooding and like being rich and aristocratic and super privileged and acting mm-hmm. like they're oppressed? Self- yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah. what's gayer than this? <laughs> I can't think of anything. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yet they're not going to make them gay. And it's just, <sighs> you never know. No, I mean, I you don't. do know. Listen, apparently the showrunner's a gay man. That's something. Not anymore. Well, he's not anymore. like not really in charge anymore. Uh, why? He's not the showrunner anymore. 
why'd they get rid of him i don't know i could never dig up whether it was like he was like all right two seasons i'm done mm-hmm. or whether like they kicked him out yeah and i get and it he's not a very it's good a writer. Mm. is he wait, he's a he's a writer he's the showrunner he was the showrunner and the writer like he's okay. he's wrote it yeah. several episodes that season he's like the single writing credit and then yeah. i'm sure he was also involved like in the final scripts of like the rest of the episodes mm-hmm. i really just love bridgerton house decor i don't know why that this is yeah. where I that noted but it's just really nice not that like i don't know i think i personally would like more color but it is very aesthetically pleasing like it's it's uh-huh. simultaneously washed out and also very aesthetically pleasing uh-huh. you know yeah the, the featheringtons are the ones who get all the color mm-hmm. which is the nice. bridgertons are just like kind but of but it's pale. very like yeah but it's very like nice and cohesive and yeah. detailed like crowd molding work and I such love in the pale molding. blue yeah, especially when you don't have to dust it <laughs> when someone else can dust it. <laughs> Listen. Well, listener, I was telling Rachel that I dusted – like I saw the bottom of our office chair for the first time in my life and there was like an, an inch thick layer oh, of dust. How? The the office chair, there's like a thing – there's like a – there's like the seat that's like mesh and then like underneath there's like a little like metal, like the metal frame or whatever. Oh, okay. I thought you and were like on that, was down. No, yeah. no, no. On that was literally an inch thick layer <gasps> oh, of dust. so dusty. Yeah. And it was – I was like, oh my god. And it took me like – it took me at least 25 minutes to like fully clean it and like countless paper towels and like sprays of like it still smells like the dust spray in here 24 hours later a big pack is just like use an actual wet towel instead of paper towels to dust because like and then just like put it in the laundry but like it's i don't know at least for me like i don't think you understand like how like the because also because it was like super like no i understand no no no. i'm not saying it would make it easier i mean i'm saying it would make it easier but like i'm not saying yeah the reason it was hard was solely the paper i'm just that was just the general thing it was horrible and anyway so i looked because the seat of the chair is mesh i um you can like see the frame underneath and i looked on it and i was like (laughs) i was like have i just like never like noticed yeah. it just because like that's not something that you really notice or was it just c- so covered in dust oh, that, that it was black. not visible when i i'm not exaggerating when i say it was an inch thick mm-hmm. i'm not you can ask i believe, you. Oh, I believe like, you i'm about to go dust my baseboard so now that we just talked about that listen happy for you <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> yeah um we also get hyacinth's birth rachel your favorite part yeah the, the first time series. my favorite part you know it's just like it's funny that they bring it in every time like a, we're, we were saying like is it going to be like we have each character we find out by the second season ha- seems to have like their own different traumatic backstory about hyacinth's birth and i wonder if it'll be introduced with like each character in their season culminating with hyacinth's own trauma being born I, if it doesn't if if the season eight does not open with yeah. Hyacinth coming out of the birth canal, then what was and the point? Traumatized, like somehow having a memory. Yeah, well, like at Eloise is like trying to be really real with Daphne for once, and it's like, aren't you afraid of having kids? Like, don't you remember? Like, our mom almost died. Like, sometimes I still hear her screams at night, <laughs> and Daphne just like turns around and gives this this trite like, there. Well, there are dark turns in our lives, but I believe there's light at the end. And like Eloise is like, wow, it must be hard. And Daphne's like, what? She's like. You're always fronting like this. Like like you do not have to front for me. And like, yeah, can you imagine? Like, but I your also sister being so, either so fake or deluded all the time. Like zero critical thinking. Like I feel like I've met some. Like I, I think few people deluded. in my life That's like that with like zero. It's cyn- but it's like zero cynicism. And it's just like insufferable. 
Like, well, that, but that's my thing is like, Eloise is like, oh, you're putting on a show. But I'm like, I don't think it's a show. I think Daphne literally, which is almost like, worse. It's just genuinely like, that naive. Unclear. Yeah. And not just naive. It's just like, it's, it's not, it's like, it's just, how do you like go through like zero critical thinking skills? Like it never occurred to you to be like, maybe I should question, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, it's just so interesting. I mean, Daphne's like 18. I'm okay. thinking about like me of 18. Like how we were like, you know, raised like conservative yeah, and like I guess like something. Like I don't yeah. think I like I was questioning it a tiny bit, but that mm-hmm. was really only because I did theater and I had a lot of gay friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like it I really wasn't Sundays. something that I unpacked until college. So I can imagine like being and she's even more isolated and even like she doesn't have access to the internet or books or like it just seems like Daphne questions nothing but Eloise doesn't either is the thing Eloise doesn't either yeah well Eloise has girl boss feminism like Eloise has 21st mm. century feminism she yeah, has like she it's it's so yeah and not even intersectional feminism she has like yeah 21st century white feminism <laughs> like that's what yeah. she has just like, have you ever met anyone like, like I don't know, I'm just like mm, that naive. Mm. Not naive is not the right word, because naive implies that it's just an access to information issue. I'm talking about like you literally, it just doesn't occur to you to question <laughs> any, that like something could be bad instead of good. Like, I don't know, like just yeah, diluted. Like even when someone else is telling, no, it's not, and it's even like Eloise is telling her like what could be the problem, and she still is like. What? Just not processing no. it. <laughs> yeah, like it's just so bold and like so convinced that she's right. You know what I mean? Like no matter what. Yeah. yeah. I really think that it was important for Daphne. I mean, she's obviously the first book, but it was important for her to be this character in season one so that they could hook everyone by making Daphne's characters so bland that anyone could imprint <laughs> themselves on her. You know what I mean? Like anyone can like – she has no defining character. So like you can self-insert yourself to like make out with the hot Duke. I really think that's what they were going. Maybe. Because also the only reason people liked Simon was because Reggae John Page is super hot. Mm. That was it. That when people Fair were mad enough. that he wasn't in season two, it was because they were like, oh, he was the well, hottest oh, one. Because it doesn't make sense. No, that's true, I guess. But it was also just like – like this season is like hot man self insert white woman. That's what it is. <laughs> mm, fair enough. I feel like I've been really critical of this. I don't know. I really like Bridgerton. Yeah. I just no, want to make I, that I clear. Know. I know. I know. No, no to our do. listeners, yeah. I want to make no, that no, clear. Yeah. 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 No. We really yeah. like it. We just engage just like with the content interest- yeah. by uh, nitpicking. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the interesting things to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's how I engage. That's how I engage with things that I yeah. like. Is I nitpick. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Because I think because I think about them. Yeah, you know, exactly. When you think, it's not just like, oh, that was fine. Like I watched that. I'm not gonna. Yeah, think about it there's only so much you can. It's say like about I enjoyed that, like, so yeah. I'm gonna think about it more. Mm-hmm. I'm like more invested. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But that's in- that's actually really interesting. I never really thought about it like that. That like when you like something more, it opens it up more to criticism because you're thinking more deeply about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, it's almost as if the world isn't black and white. <laughs> Wild. No, Alison, you don't understand. There are dark turns in our lives, <laughs> but I believe that there's light at the end. <laughs> like, what if I was just like that all the time? Like, oh, it's just so crazy. Like, 
And maybe because I'm thinking of a specific person I know that is like like that, and it's so oh, insufferable I don't think to I've be ever around. Met a person like that. It's so insufferable. It's like you complain about a rule that doesn't make sense, like just something that doesn't make any sense, and you're just like comments. Like you're not even like trying to change it. You're just like yeah. And they're like no, no. Like it really does make sense. Like here's why, and then like try. It's like no, it just doesn't. It's just dumb, and you're dumb. <laughs> like. <laughs> And on that note, that's the end of episode two. Again, Catscale at the end of the season. I also want to say so far, Catscale is very low, like very Mm. low. I was thinking about it. I actually made a note this episode. I was like, there are several Mm. little dogs, like different little dogs that are appearing. The queen Uh. has Pomeranians. Penelope has Yorkies. Like there are lots of dogs. No cats. Not a single cat. I don't think a cat makes an appearance in Mm. either of the seasons. Mm-mm. Not one. Mm-mm. The horns somehow, though, are, could be claws. The horns could be claws. Like, Daphne could have a secret cat on her head. Like, if she had slightly bigger hair, <laughs> she doesn't. But, like, Just listen. little paws. That's why her this hair is so big. Dog. It's full of kitties. Listen. <laughs> it's like a little kitten woven into her braids, like, underneath her tiara. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, who? The, the tiara is actually a bedazzled cat. <laughs> oh. Wait, Daphne's tiara? Yeah, no, Daphne's hair is not big enough, unfortunately. Daphne's hair is very, like... No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm leaving you the opening. Hey, Allison, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at We Read It One Night, Twitter at We Read It Podcast. You can find our branded podcast merch on Redbubble and our fun, vibey feminist cat merch on Etsy. And you can also leave us a rating and review right now. Just right now, this episode. It won't even be over. That's how quick it takes for it to do it. Like you will be able to do it before the little jingle at the end of every episode Mm -hmm. plays. You'll be able to do it right now. Ready? And go. Oh my God. You did it. Wow. So fast. So fast. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo. Godspeed, comrades. Godspeed. Godspeed.